Hey guys, so before we jump in on this episode of the Honored Ones podcast, we want to give you guys a quick little bit of context about why we've been pushing so hard for you to subscribe. Uh, We're trying to hit 1,000 subscribers basically because we want to get monetized and those are YouTube's requirements. Now, the reason we want to get monetized is very simply, we want to be able to put up this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and other uh, platforms. But to do that, we need to pay for a podcast distro because apparently an upload button is just too fucking hard, apparently, for these websites to integrate. So we have to do it like that. But unfortunately, those are expensive, especially for the lengths of podcasts we upload. And we don't really want to change how long we make these episodes because we think, like, they're fun. So if you guys want to help us out, um, get us to 1K uh, 1K (laughs) likes. That'd be cool. But 1K subs so we can get monetized and... uh, honestly do one of the biggest like most requested things like about this podcast literally i think the number one request of this podcast is hey is this on spotify is this on apple music etc etc and i always feel bad linking them to uh that part in episode two or episode three where uh, i kind of explain a similar thing but i I guess i'll make this like the official explanation for like why uh we're pushing so hard for 1k subs like the second we hit 1k subs or like and we get monetized dude like we will never ask you for like to subscribe ever again. Like, like, like it doesn't fucking really matter care. after you get yeah. monetized. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of just like, like even in your analytics, it doesn't matter. Like when when you become like a, a YouTuber past one k subs, you realize sub-, sub count is like the most useless fucking metric. Yeah, yeah, it's not really that important. We want you. We want to get monetized. We want to be able to. I think the community tab option would also be pretty dope. Um, get that up there. Yes. So we can talk to you guys, interact, all that stuff, ask questions, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, make sure to subscribe, yeah. hit the bell, uh, and it also helps you get notified when we drop uh, uh, episodes because you know sometimes things happen. We gotta like push it back or, or things like that. So if you're notified, you get the uploads. You know, you get your podcast episodes when they come out. Yeah, and obviously this is the world's greatest of podcast. Course. So like, why the fuck would you want to miss an episode? Duh. You know, how can you live with yourself? Of course, I mean like missing an episode is just. Not good, not good. Now on to the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Honored Ones podcast. BR, I've given it a lot of thought and I realized we are a 2x speed mm-hmm. podcast. I, I've come to terms with this fact and I've wanted to uh, express this to you. I'm speed meaning that's what they should watch it as? I'm, I'm just saying that's like where we're watchable, dude. Like when I'm editing it back, when I'm watching it back, sometimes I'm like, man, this Cream's fuck, he just speaks so slow. And this broken Ronin guy, you know, being the second best anti-tuber after Creams is already like a tough gig. And to on top of that, be overshadowed by him on this podcast and having to carry it. Sorry, I mean, you know, having to be carried on it must be a very uh, tough uh, gig. It's very tragic to, you know, be completely overshadowed as co-host. You know, I'm just no input. Uh, I'm just kind of being like shafted in the creative process. And I honestly think I have to uh, hand in my resignation letter soon. I'm going to be honest with you. No, no, no. We're a family. God, toxic, so no, toxic, no toxic. Hey, just, just heads up, guys. You ever looking for a job and they called you family? Uh, you're about to get used and abused by that company. So Yeah, you're not clocking out at five. You're clocking out at nine. No overtime. And, you know, I think that kind of segues nicely because we're talking about uh, capitalism and how wonderful it is are we starting this way um isn't it isn't it kind of crazy how we focused on all for one the most evil character in the series who happens to be a capitalist himself i think that's pretty interesting we got all for one kind of like evilly talking about how his plans are like inconceivable to even be like thwarted or whatever and i think this chapter was pretty good but i think you feel a little bit more strongly about it than i do so i'll let you kick off your general thoughts you know 
the positives and things like that because i saw you popping off on twitter a little bit talking about how good it was yes sir and i even told it to you privately bro this chapter 10 out of 10 for a my hero chapter in a while uh not since before the stars and stripes arc have I felt like this like way about a My Hero Academia chapter? I mean, everything from the um, acting with Aoyama and Deku, the setup for All for One. Horikoshi also really popped off with the art in this chapter, especially on All for One's character design. He looked menacing. He looked like extra Darth Vader-y in this chapter. So I really loved that. And also All for One's plans being revealed kind of really made it click for me because I watched this video by, I think this YouTuber called Oceans, which is a video I think people, a lot of other people referenced on Twitter too, where he was basically saying the genius in All for One is that his motivation is so unique amongst other shonen villains because it's not really greed or uh, a power or anything like specific that he really desires. It's fundamentally uh, hunger. All for One is just a being who is a being who fundamentally cannot be satiated. It's so sort of similar to like uh, Eldritch Monsters or like Galactus from Marvel. That That's like a theme I really loved and it made me appreciate All for One in a totally like new way. Like it, it kind of refocused how I perceived All for One because of that video and I just thought that's like the peak result of like first of all any any tube video if, if either one of us or if any of us can shift somebody's perception on a character or a series in a new way that's like a major w that's like in my opinion the ultimate goal for making content uh like anime content on this website but yeah i feel that uh, i don't know i'm i'm really jazzed about this chapter dude we have to take it like a little bit piece by piece because it was mostly just revealing all for one's plans that took up like the majority of this chapter. But like, damn, I'm, I I just loved it. What about oh, you? Chapter was pretty good. I I think it was pretty dope. Um, I would say ten out of ten for sure. Um, I think hater Ronan. Uh, yeah, I'm a hater. I'm a hater. Um, but I think the chapter was good. Aoyama's acting or whatever with Deku, maybe the only one that just didn't believe it i guess i don't know everybody i saw like people on twitter being like holy shit like that was such a, like a, a double fake out but i was like dude yes. they talked about this already like aoyama like deku was literally like i have a plan to use aoyama and then didn't speak and i was like i felt like it was super obvious aoyama was being used to double fake all for one literally before that all for one was literally flexing how he has the ability to see through other people's deceptions and it still worked like that should have been like uh, you accepting this information, like, oh yeah, he has this quirk, there is no way they can lie to him, therefore Aoyama's twist would have been perceived as uh, legitimate, which is how I perceived it. Yeah. And then, you know, for that big double twist, that was, that was fucking cool. Props to Orkoshi, because I don't think there was necessarily anything that he did poorly. I just felt like it's so obvious that he wouldn't have all for one pull up on Deku alone. I don't know, I just felt like something that was, it was almost like, okay, we know that he had a plan for Aoyama, right? We, we already knew they had the intentions of using him in order to lure out the villains, right? So mm -hmm. Deku being alone in and of itself is already suspicious, right? There's, there should be no reason that the like, most essential person to this entire battle is alone with the previous traitor unless there's a specific plan in place. I don't know. Like, you know, maybe maybe that's even more uh, to Horikoshi's credit. Maybe that was the point. But I just feel like everybody, like, freaking now, like, freaking out about, like, holy shit, like, he double-faked this out. I was like, it was definitely a fake-out for all for one, but I definitely was not like, oh, Aoyama, how could you do this? It just seemed like, okay, so he's tricking all for one until he, he sends a signal out with his naval laser or whatever, right? I perceived it. It was still a good chapter. There wasn't anything wrong with it. All for one's plans being solidified um, and explained in a very like outright uh, manner is cool. I think the double 
like the double page spread where the villains come out of the portal is pretty dope. I think the other double page spread where the heroes come out is, is also pretty cool. I think it was a solid chapter. I think where my sort of enjoyment lacks is the double fake out just didn't even click. It was just like that's not what this is going for. Um, it's not. Po- no, we could just chalk it up to your poor reading skills. It's no big deal. My poor reading skills allowing me to predict the actual future. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. But, you know, bright side of this chapter, fucking arc finally started. I was really on my last uh, legs with this fucking series and all these stupid setup chapters. Hatsume, dude, I almost dropped my hair academia. That chapter and like the second Uraraka chapter, ooh, I was done. I was like ready to fucking bump Horikoshi off my uh, amazing manga's list. Yeah, I always believe the setup's gonna, the setup's gonna pay off. That's what I think. But I do think that Horikoshi's like fast tracking us into the, the end of the series kind of which i think is interesting you know i find the lengths when certain manga end to be insanely fascinating right because in a story like one piece for example uh being as deep into it as i as i have been and you know small one piece uh update for anybody who cares you know including you i mean you're gonna have to listen to it even if i cut Mm -hmm. it but um i'm now around 700 chapters in right i alternate between the manga and anime i'll be real to everybody watching or listening one piece has uh arcs that are very hard to watch when there's not a whole lot of world building and it's purely about the story of the arc so what i do is i just can't stand to like live through that with the anime's pacing and all these intros and shit so i just like read the manga to like get up to the parts that i think are like way cooler animated like fights with that being said i just started uh dress rosa uh so like i mean i just started it like maybe two chapters in and based off everything i've seen of one piece right these last 700 chapters or so and kind of vague idea of like where it's at right now i can say one piece is not ending for at least another five to seven years there is not enough like resolved to get there Like, like there's just so much left to do and it's absolutely bizarre when you think about it like that because One Piece is older than me. And the fact that it's not even like remotely done, even if you want to say, oh yeah, uh, the end of Wano is going to be um, 80% of the series being over, that's still 80% of One Piece, right? So that 20% that's remaining is still going to be 20% relative to One Piece's length. So 20% of One Piece is like another 200 chapters 400 chapters yeah uh, like because yeah. Wayno's because i'm rounding up because Wayno still isn't done yeah so like i i don't know i just i just think about it like that and i wanted to to quickly come out here and, and express that sentiment but the larger point i'm building to is that pieces length despite how long it's been running is still not enough to justify the uh story that's left whereas in a series like jjk you feel like Gege has like maybe like on a on a terrible day like he's just feeling absolutely lazy with condensing everything another 250 chapters left Mm -hmm. and I am being like I'm highballing it like crazy like to 250 right making for a total of just under 400 chapters or just over 400 chapters Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not great with math the level of completion would honestly be relatively similar when you get down to like finishing the main story and I don't know if that speaks to like Oda's and Gege's writing styles as like, you know, do every last detail, make sure everything is like absolutely everything is covered. And one is just like, I, I got to stop uh, drawing Gojo or I'm going to fucking kill someone. Mm. It seems to be a time thing. Like seems to be like a an era thing. Like manga in general just aren't as long now. 
as manga were back mm. then, or manga like in One Piece that started back then. I mean, newer series like Attack on Titan started and ended with less than 200 chapters. My Hero is going to start and end within the scope of 400 chapters, probably, like maybe a little bit more. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen is going to end yeah. within that 400 chapter range. Haikyuu ended within that 400 chapter range. Versus like Bleach, seven, like Gander 700 chapters, Naruto 700 chapters, One Piece, yeah. thousands, not thousands, a thousands plus chapters. Hajime no Ippo, a thousand plus chapters. Like, it just seems old, older school manga uh, kind of, like, prioritized being longer. I mean, even Demon Slayer, like, Shonen Jump's, like, newest. Yeah, hit super was, like, short. What was it? Like, I don't know, 200 chapters? Like, 200-something chapters? I mean... Yeah, it was, like, 20 volumes Yeah, I mean, manga just are not bent on being as long now. They, they have a story they want to be told. They tell it in a concise manner relative to manga as a medium, of course. And then they're done. And if they decide to move on to making different stories, that's cool. I mean, like, look at Chainsaw Man. That's been up. It's been, a, mm. all things considered, without an anime, a very big manga. And that was, like, I'm pretty sure less than 100 chapters. It's getting a part two. But, I mean, even that, even if we say it's, what, double the length of part one, what is it going to get to a whopping 300 chapters when you when you combine parts? I mean, manga could just... Yeah, wow. I didn't know it was actually... Yeah, manga could just aren't. And Chainsaw Man's pacing is insane. So... It makes Jujutsu Kaisen look like a slow-paced, like, I would say, I would say, like, it's like, um, now, maybe this is a bit exaggeratory, but, like, in this instance, JJK has One Piece level pacing, and Chainsaw Man has JJK level pacing. Like, that's a much faster pacing than any yeah. other manga I've ever read. It's just insane. That's, um, would you recommend it? Um, kind of depends. Like, I think it's a good manga. I haven't reread it like I know I should, or at least I haven't reread it completely. Because of that fast pacing, I'm just gonna be completely honest. I don't understand it to the degree I get other manga, so I rank it relatively low. I feel like in like I have it like a seven out of ten, which is a good wow. It's a good ranking, I guess. But I mean, I like if you were to ask me, hey, what is this like? What do their characters mean? Fuck, I don't know. Like I can, I can barely. I, mean, okay. I like I don't like I don't know what they're like. Oh, this character symbolizes That's... this. Like, and I, I. Typically... That's almost an unreasonable standard to hold yourself Amen. to. Well, you don't have to, you know, have JJK level of understanding of an entire series. Sure, I agree. But, like, for my hero, if you ask me, like, what are the characters, like, general themes they're supposed to represent, or, like, what is the point of their character, I'd be able to give you, like, a decent, like, under I'd have a decent understanding with Chainsaw Man to be like, dude, I have no fucking idea. Like, I don't, I don't even know where to start, right? There are some characters' names that are very prominent that I don't even remember, right? That's how fucking wild Chainsaw Man... Like, it's such a fast read that if you don't take time to sit... And like digest what you read i could probably read chainsaw man in a couple of hours not like in a day like two give me two three hours i could read chainsaw man if i wasn't trying to get it like if i wasn't trying to you know actually consume the story for enjoyment but just read for the sake of reading and completion it would it be hard for me to finish that in a couple hours this is a very interesting uh direction we took this because i i've been wanting to talk about mangakas for a while now mm -hmm. and we'll get back to my hero in a sec um i just really uh want to explore this a little bit further when it comes to like uh pacing an anime or start pacing a manga you know both pacing a series right mm -hmm. i find that there are like three tiers to it like we mentioned before there's like the older generation that was just hell-bent on like it's going to take you know a long time or uh i need to make it last a long time or you know i don't even really know what the motivation is because i'm, I'm thinking about it in big three terms right 
again, excluding uh, Garbage, which people commonly refer to it as Naruto. The actual, like, two good shows um, of that era, One Piece and Bleach, were uh, pretty long. I mean, okay, first of all, Bleach compared to One Piece in terms of length is basically My Hero Academia difference. Like, that is actually, that, that is the tangible difference in length between My uh, Bleach, a fucking 700 chapter series, compared to One Piece. It, it's literally My Hero Academia's run in between, which is just a really funny thought experiment right there. So, you know, give, give you guys something to chew on uh, for, like, relative amount of time there. But I could imagine Bleach going on for, like, 50 more chapters, 60 more chapters to, like, really flesh out the Thousand Year Blood War arc to presumably what Kubo would have wanted to uh, stretch it mm -hmm. out to. Because obviously, like, even at, you know, 100 plus chapters from that arc, for, for as far as I remember, it was over 100 chapters. It was still, like, there's still a lot of shit he, like, rushed over to kind of put put an end to this mm -hmm. shit what was it 687 total chapters of bleach uh yeah i think 686 something like that it very yeah like, close to 700 despite that number there hasn't really been another series that's like really approached that realm let alone one piece right like 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 let's take one piece out of the conversation for a second just getting a a, a manga past 500 chapters is already kind of like a herculean feat and i gotta give props to horikoshi because it seems like this war arc is gonna be like a hundred two hundred chapters i want to say mm -hmm. like it's a maybe two three year thing you think you, didn't he say you wanted you to think end it? this is going to be a two-year thing yes and i'll Hell tell you no. why historically historically speaking magakas are the worst predictors of how long a story will take them to write yeah that's fine but that's this shit isn't lasting that long not even close i don't even think uh, it's gonna be close all to right that. lay it on me it's gonna it's going to be like 50 50 to 70 chapters i think um it's it's like it's just the way stories are structured, right? The final act, the climax, is always going to be drastically shorter than the, the first act and the second act of a story, right? Because the first act, you need to establish your world, your characters, all that bullshit, right? The second act, you need to build right. up to the climax, to the conflict, right? The the big bang of the story, if you will. Right here, mm -hmm. I feel like this is, this is where we're at. Like, I mean, we've already been in the final act for a little bit, but... I think the final act just demands that it is shorter. Now most of it should be action. Most of it should be they're fighting, and while they're fighting, they're representing their different themes, all that shit, whatever. But it just has to be much, much shorter. Like, I just can't imagine it. Going past 2023 is a wild idea for My Hero. I think My Hero is coming to an end relatively quickly. Like, end of 2022, beginning of 2023, like, around that time, the latest I like reasonably see it being is like march like this time next or not not this time but like maybe march yeah next year it's it's gonna be pretty much over i can't think of a reason for horikoshi to extend this that much longer i mean you can make the argument that like he'd want to give proper uh backstories or callbacks to like other characters like shinso is the one i'm most excited for love him um, I think he might be my favorite, like, non-main character for My Hero, now that I think about it. You might have to do some shit for the villains. Honestly, the biggest thing I want to see is some kind of justification for the spotlight he's given Spinner. Because, like, it's so hard to take this guy seriously as a main character. Like, like Horikoshi's trying his fucking best, but I think, like, Spinner's just so lame that he can't write him better. Like, okay, hear me out here, right? Spinner's powers are basically sticking to walls. And that's it. Like, like, 
he's such a lame villain that it's so hard for me to take him seriously as any kind of a real danger and b as a character he's pretty timid like he's very followery and the fact that he's being set up to like be the fucking mutant malcolm x is so bizarre because he just doesn't have those characteristics of a leader as far as i've seen like i don't know am I, like am i crazy like like i feel like that's a good reading on spinner um I mean, I guess. I don't think he's supposed to be intimidating because of his powers, though. Like, that's not... He's not like a Dobby or Shigaraki. Yeah. It's just he has an army of people who are willing to do whatever um, he desires. Yeah, that's what the second point was about. Like, I I'm coming at it from, like, every facet of, like, what makes it dangerous. He doesn't have to right? be a super good leader. Uh, if he just says, hey, all you mutants with, like, super strong quirks attack, like, that's just dangerous in and of itself. yeah. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to underplay, like, he will be dangerous in the story. I just meant, like, me as a, as a reader, it's going to be hard for me to take him seriously, despite whatever he does. The fact that it's still Spinner making the order to, like, rally, uh, uh mutants, for example, is not something I buy, because I just don't buy Spinner as a leader. Like, like, it, it's, it, it breaks my immersion. I mean... I guess so, but I, I mean... Like, where is all this uh, Spinner standmanship coming from? Whoa. I, I mean, I don't care about Spinner. I just don't think it's very hard to believe, like, hey, if he rallies, like... It's kind of been a part of his character the entire time. Like, he wants sort of, like, this acceptance um, in society and things like that. So I feel like him rallying for that with people that are very like him is just... It just makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, this is one of the hardest things I've ever had to explain to other people. When I make points like that, I think people um, hear, I hate this or something along those lines, or I'm calling like the author like bad or like they're not able to write it. But the point is, it's like with Orihime all, all over again, right? They are objectively a, a well-written character. It just like, I don't personally buy it as a reader, right? Like that is my bias there. Like, 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 it just doesn't work for me specifically. It's not really a reflection of, like, the author's ability to write it. I mean, I get it, but there's just not very many ways to respond to that, like, that sort of thing outside of, like, not responding at all. Oh, I, I'm a, I, I was more, like, okay. like disagree, agree, like, like your personal take on, on the uh, character. I, I mean, I don't give a fuck about Spinner, but, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I think he Horikoshi has to execute on, like, Spinner versus somebody somebody like, <laughs> that speaks volumes to his importance but i mean there. like i could care less like you can it, it spinner's probably like very important to making a larger overarching point about my hero and like acceptance and and things like that but i feel like um i'm just not interested in that i don't care about that really i want to see shigaraki's resolution him being saved however that saving mm. happens Toga being saved, however that saving happens. I want to see Dobby. I, I, I'm very curious if Horikoshi goes a saving route or if Dobby is, like, going to burn himself up in, like, his own hatred and vitriol for Endeavor. And I'm also very interested Dude, in seeing I, how I he handles All for One's conclusion. Genuinely can't believe you're on Team Save over Team Kill. I think Kill Team Kill is, is like, borderline team. stupid. I think... Horikoshi would have to become, like, the best author ever for me to be convinced <laughs> that Team Kill makes any sense with how he's built up my hero. Okay, fine. Let me change Team Kill to Team Death, right? Because there is a difference. Team Death is just they die either by, like, heroes killing them or by some other means, like, maybe, like, their own actions or... You know, it, it's that, like, fucking uh, uh, Black Widow... Uh, sure choosing yeah, to i don't go care over if the they die thing. but right. but saving but like team save doesn't exclude dying though 
Like those two things aren't exclusive. I think it does. Because with my hero, it's that meme, like, what kind of villain gets arrested? I mean, <laughs> like, it's already been stated outright um, in my hero that, like, saving, save, by, you can, like, saving somebody can result in their death. Like, Grand Torino was telling Deku before he went on his, like, vigilante bullshit. He was like, dude, like, killing somebody is a form of saving them, too. I just don't think Deku's going to go down that route. And I don't think it, it would make much sense for someone like Deku to go down that route. Um, I think that... I mean, I can't say the specifics, but I think that, like, the best you're, like, for all the people that, like, are, like, you know, bloodthirsty, just want them to die type shit, I think the best you're gonna get is, like, right. them dying, like, all for when maybe, not necessarily killing Shigaraki, but, like, I don't know, Shigaraki's, like, quirks reject him as he becomes, you know, whatever. Because I think the saving is just gonna be more of, like, the characters coming to terms and, like, finding inner peace, because Toga and Shigaraki are, like, pretty messed up internally. Um, they've been shown have just, like, severe mental issues, right? Like, Toga's with self-acceptance and being accepted by society, um, and Shigaraki with his quirk and everything like that. Like, I feel like if you're just going to, uh, if you're just going to be like, damn, we're just gonna, we're just gonna kill him, and then, like, let the cycle continue, and be like, dude, that's such a lame conclusion. Um, if they die without being saved, like, okay, I'll put it like this, right? If they die after being saved, I don't care. But if they die are killed before like the saving that i'm referring to happens once again i'm not going to say it's impossible because i don't want to speak in absolutes but horikoshi would have to become the greatest writer ever in masterfully craft <laughs> like somehow like play some like jedi mind trick on my head in order to like convince me that that's good i just i just like am 99 sure it's going to be ass if he does that that'd just be such a lame like not like from a personal enjoyment standpoint, from a writing standpoint, like that shit would just be garbage in my opinion. I want to put you on the defensive sure. here. What is saving like like for each character in your opinion? Like, like give me your give me your saving. It just has theories. to be like I can't give the specifics. I don't know how Horikoshi wants to execute it, but it's just literally if you're able to give this this character a sense of inner the turmoil that he was oh. dealing with is not necessarily an issue anymore. Right, but if Toga dies feeling unwanted by the entire world, or Shigaraki dies still like itching to destroy everything in his path, like that's that's unbelievably okay. lame and unsatisfying. Okay, I see what you mean. All right, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Like I, I like, can you imagine so, how I... lame it would be if like <laughs> Shigaraki, like like Shigaraki's head is splitting. He's like in, in his internal dialogue. He's like, please say, like I need somebody to save me. And Deku's like, sorry. And then rips his head off and like kills him or something. Like that's just so that's just like, oh my god. That's something that would fit in more like a Jujutsu Kaisen or like a, a Hunter Hunter. Just something that isn't that's not supposed to be heroic, right? A hero just ignoring somebody in need of saving is just such like a bullshit concept. I don't know. I don't find that very interesting. You know what? You've actually that's a really good point. I like the idea that you can um save them by letting them die, not directly killing them. Although, if you want to take a look at it from a specific example, I think a saving by killing character would be Dobby. Like, he's definitely the one that I feel like, next to Shigaraki, just, there's no going back. Sure. Um, but I don't think, I think the difference is Dobby hasn't shown any part of him that wants to go back. I think Dobby's gonna be, I mean, maybe we'll see, but I feel like Dobby's going to, like, he's gonna kind of burn himself like his own hatred for endeavor is going to burn him up in like you know a figurative sense but also in a literal sense considering the 
um, like how volatile his, his quirk is. I just think it's just going to burn him to a crisp, and he's not going to like accept any of his help and things like that. I think what his story is going to be more is Todoroki trying to like convince Endeavor to not like just kill himself in the fight because I feel like that's what I imagine Endeavor is planning to do. Like this is like some self sacrifice. I'll take Dobby with me, um, and 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 you know rid myself or rid the world of like my sins type thing. And I feel like Todoroki is going to right. be attempting to stop that. I really, I could be wrong, and I'm not. I wouldn't be upset if I'm wrong about this. But I feel like Dobby is not the type to be saved. He's not necessarily like he's not an all for one. Like he, he's too far yeah, gone. He's too far gone. And it's not because like the the evil actions he's done. Right. It's not about that. It's about the the lack of desire to be saved. Right. I mean, if 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 Dobby was like you know had the same internal struggle that Shigaraki or Toga did, but he still committed the same crimes, I'd be like, yeah, he could probably be saved before he dies, but Dobby just hasn't shown any remorse or any desire to be saved from his actions. Yeah, he he doesn't give he a shit. Completely content and with you it, know yeah. what? Speaking of saving, we definitely know that, like, Todoroki's gonna save his family more broadly than just, like, the thing with Dobby and mm. Endeavor, because that seems to be, like, his character arc, right? And for Deku, it's going to be Shigaraki. Mm. I'm curious what Bakugo's, uh, like, who he's gonna save. I think Bakugo's gonna support Deku. Um, I think that's his role. Oh, then Uraraka's gonna save yeah. Toga. Um, I think Hawks is gonna be there, too, though, because of Hawks' relation to Twice, Toby's relation to Twice. I think they're probably gonna be interacting. Okay. Oh, you, okay, great segue into this, uh, part of the conversation. Mm. We've established that, like, the heroes are going to try to save the villains, right? And whether or not they die is going to be, like, up to Horikoshi's writing, which I have sure. faith in, you know, d- despite how this podcast has come across these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. He- the villains are definitely going to try to kill the heroes, <laughs> let, yeah. let, like, like, straight out. So, predictions for hero deaths? Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a good one, I guess. Um, maybe Endeavor. It's en- war, Endeavor's right? pretty high on the list. I don't necessarily think... All Might for All me. Might, you think so? Maybe. It almost feels like All Might's kind of overstaying his welcome a little mm, bit. I can see that. I think that... Let's see. Like, even in the in the manga, it's kind of a meme. He's like, you're just kind of loitering. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm thinking Endeavor. I'm thinking maybe Aoyama. Really? You're expecting student deaths, not... That's fucking bold. Yeah. I mean, I hope at least... I mean, if, if we're gonna go down this, like, people start dying, I hope it's not just people I don't care about. Like, if Fat Gum dies, like, dude, I don't give a fuck about Fat Gum. Like, fuck you. I give a fuck about dude, Fat Gum. I love Fat Gum. so... Boring, cool. boring, boring, boring. It's not like he's. I don't think he's. It's not like he's bad. Yeah, you, you are it's a not hater. Like it's not like he's particularly bad. But no, like, dude, I wouldn't have even noticed if, like, I'm. I have the manga panel pulled up right now, and I barely recognize that Fat Gum was in here. I just said it. I only mentioned Fat Gum because I have the manga in front of me. Bro, you are an S tier hater. This is crazy. Um, no, Fat Gum just doesn't do shit. Like, he's just, he's just lame. Like, list off some of the things, like, give me reasons why I should care about Fat Gum. I'll wait. All right, that fight that he that he and Kirishima had against uh, Rappaport, I think was That's the reason to care about Kirishima. Uh, that was a dope fight for for him, not for Fat Gum. No, because Fat Gum, like, he's stuck by his student, dude. He backed ah, him up, he, like, encouraged him. He always, encur- nice. he, always encur- he always encourages Takamiji. Or Takamichi. Oh my god. I don't know. Like, I've been watching a lot of fucking Tokyo Revengers videos. They've been popping up ever since I watched yours. Fuck. What's his name? Tamaki. Yeah, Tamaki Yamajiki. Like, okay. Doing the... I feel like doing the bare minimum does not make... 
the making fine, about the fine, character. Okay. Like he's a he's a hero that does semi heroic shit. Like I don't know. That just that's not like that's not wor- that's not like oh I I now care about them. Like even cool characters like like Miracle, right? I kind of care about Miracle, but if she dies, I'm not gonna be bent out of shape over it. And she actually does cool shit. Like there's no way someone like Fat Gum was ever gonna make me care fine, about them. Fine, I'll, I'll I'll hit you with a I'll hit you with a with a curveball here. All right, character I think is definitely gonna die just because that seems to be the pattern with every fucking battle. Aizawa, last one lost his leg. One before that, his eye. This guy is just kind of running on empty right now. And I think the war arc is just, he's hes out the door, basically. Like him, All Might, and Hawks are my top picks for, like, hero deaths. Um, so I think Hawks is pretty pretty high on the chopping block. Um, I mean, I yeah. Hawks and Aizawa would probably be, be like, damn, that kind of sucks. Like, like Aizawa specifically be like, shit, that one kind of hit. Like, that's a, that's a... That's a meaningful death. So, do none of the teachers, like, do it for you, then? Like, who, like All Might dying, yeah, that'd matter. Um, um, I don't know why, like, Aizawa dying, like, that'd matter. Like, um, like you, you seem to favor, like, student deaths having more emotional impact, which I don't disagree with. I just don't think that, like, it almost feels like the some of the older heroes have to die on principle. Yeah, I mean, like, I think... Like, okay, list off the characters that you think will die, and then I'll just tell you, like, why, like, or yay or nay, whether or not I, I would actually care. Including teachers yeah, and that's students? Fine. Or... Yeah, that's And villains, right? Yeah, that's that's cool. One, Aizawa. I care. Uh, two, uh, Mirio. Um, Mirio used to be cool, but he's kind of a bum now. I mean, I guess I, I could care. What? I could care if, like, he flashbacks to Aerie or something. Yeah, that could make me care. Um... But that's kind of up in the air. I don't think it's going to happen. That's up in the air. Because he already lost his powers in the overhaul arc, so I think it'd be kind of like repeating itself a little bit if it was him. Uh, Tamaki. Dude, no. Just no. no. Like, you can't fathom Tamaki. No, not Tamaki. No, no, no. Um, I can fathom him dying. I just don't care. Oh, okay, okay. It's not going to be like any of like the main five of the kid. Ida. Um, yeah, I'd kind of care. Yeah, I'd care. I think I think that's, that's fair to say I'd care. Aoyama. Yeah, I'd care now. Um... <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That that actually speaks volumes to Horikoshi's character writing. You know, he really tidied up Aoyama's character in these last four chapters. For sure, I think I think so. He went he yeah. made Aoyama from a character that I just simply didn't care about to you know a pretty cool dude. Mm-hmm. What's his fuck? Oh my god, I hate that I started it with what's his name because it really kind of defeats the purpose of the question I'm mm-hmm. gonna ask you. Uh, bird one, birdhead, birdhead, Tokiyami. Dude, I don't give a yeah. fuck about Tokiyami. I really don't care. I actually liked him a lot uh, during the um, first couple arcs, like the training arc when he was on Deku's team, and his internship with Hawks was pretty cool to see. Um, you can definitely see that they're kind of setting up a Deku All Might situation with him and Hawks. Um, right. um, especially after, like, I remember after Hawks killed twice, and Dobby was like beefing with with Hawks, like he wasn't he wasn't letting him escape, and then Tokiyami had to step in. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I don't uh... care. Like, I mean, when I say I care, like, I'm kind of assuming, like, okay, I have some sort of emotional, like, investment with these characters. I simply don't. Oh, big one. Here's the big one. There's a, there's a serious argument to be made for this. I just want to know if you're going to agree or not right off the rip. But I I will explain it if you disagree. Bakugo. Um, I care if he dies. Uh, I can't really see him dying. I can. Okay. Okay, so do you want to hear the sure. argument? So the argument for Bakugo dying at the end of My Hero Academia's War arc goes like this, right? Bakugo is 
kind of a uh, weird character when you come when you think of My Hero Academia in terms of like young generation, old generation, <clears throat> because you have Todoroki being like the new Endeavor, you have Deku being the new All Might, you have like Tokiyama being the new Hawks or whatever, and Bakugo isn't necessarily in a position to like take over for anyone his quirk is like you could say you can make the argument oh he's probably like the next uh best genist or something mm -hmm. right because like obviously he was that was his mentor for a time mm -hmm. but if he dies it makes sense because his character does not extend much beyond uh his relationship with deku and i think after shigaraki dies gets imprisoned saved whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it there's not much that he needs like, like that scene where he jumps in front of All for Ones or, uh, I guess, new Shigaraki, awakened Shigaraki's um, skewers, blades. Yeah. You know that thing that he has? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It kind of, to me, signals a, a self-sacrifice to save Deku's life. The scene will go something like this. Shigaraki's on uh, on the ropes. He's like down on the floor. Deku's trying for like the third time to save him. Shigaraki's like internally... This fucking idiot's trying to save me again. Okay, I'm gonna fucking play uh, possum. You know, he's gonna reach out his hand in friendship, yada, 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 turn on his fucking disintegration, and then, you know, Bakugo, reacting in the nick of time, pushes him out of the way, gets fucking disintegrated before Deku's eyes. That's how so he dies. Do you think the same thing favorite. that happened before is gonna happen again? Or at least a very... Yes, but but this time it'll be like all for one takes over Shigaraki's body. Oh. You know, like like it'll be a thing where like Shigaraki's like fighting for control on the inside deck. He's like, oh, let me try to save you or fight fight him. Uh, Shigaraki, you're better than that or some shit like that. Y you know, talk nujutsu. Yeah. You're you're familiar. You watch Naruto. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, sure. And obviously, when all for one takes it, because it's gonna be too early in the story, when all for one takes control back. He's gonna like do that thing where he's under Shigaraki's face. You know what I'm talking about? Like the cracks. Yeah. yeah and he's gonna be like, haha, fooled you, or like idiot, or moron, or something, right? Uh, Bakugo pushes Deku out of the way. He gets disintegrated. Deku's like having his fucking rage moment. And then they duke it out like two or three more cycles before Shigaraki's finally like defeated, or technically all for once finally defeated. And that is my theory for how the final fight will, will go with Bakugo dying. Interesting. I made that shit on the spot, okay, bro. Okay. Um. I just will simply say I disagree. I don't think he's gonna die. I am literally like I just you cannot dispute my skill right now. Like like I refuse to not be acknowledged for my sheer amount of like finesse with that. I don't acknowledge it. <sighs> this this is no. pain. This this must be Caesar felt like. Mm, yes, I do know what you're referring to, but I will say that. It's it's tragic. It's tragic. I mean, you're just we'll just see who's right, I guess. What do you vehemently disagree with anyway? Vehemently disagree with the statement. I just don't think Bakugo is going to die. Oh, I could write I could write fan fiction. But, like there's not game. much else to his character outside of like his relation. Like the argument that there's not much for his character outside of um like Deku doesn't really matter. I think that after this conflict is over, story's over. So there doesn't need to be like a direction for Bakugo anymore. His character is somewhat concluded, and he's now fighting as a, like, semi-complete person. Apologize to Deku, he's already, like, made his amends, kind of. Now he can kind of just fight alongside him as, like, a comrade and an ally, rather than, like, somebody competing to do better with this, um, sort of inferiority complex. 
I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. Sure. Let's get a little meta for a second here. I think it's safe to say you and I don't feel as passionately about my hero as we do JJK. Agree. I think JJK is way better. And I definitely think there's more to argue, like in power scaling matchups and the such. But I think my hero's power system is very cut and dry. Like it's super straightforward. They're not really the bulk. Like my hero academia's fights are really the draw of the series. Do you know that famous Gigic video? My hero academia's fights are actually dull. Uh, okay, guess the the thesis based off the title, right? Yeah, I already disagree. <laughs> Uh, no, he's saying like the fights themselves are dull action wise, but um, emotionally and like story or and narratively, they are impactful. Like they're still good because of that, but not because they're good fights. I think a, I think a fight isn't just the action that goes on within it. So I think like it's kind of an incomplete idea of what a fight is. But I mean, I agree that like my hero's fights strong suit is not like its choreography or like the spectacle of it. I think I can agree with that part. But I just don't think that, like, yeah. I think if you just have any one component of those things, you have an ass fight. If you just have good choreography but no emotional connection, no whatever, you just have a boring, bland fight that nobody wants to watch, right? If you just have emotional connection but that shit is, like, boring, like, completely devoid of any of that. I do agree that, like, My Hero's not, like, super flashy or, like, hype with its fights like JJK or something like that. So I'm having a lot of trouble and I don't know if you are either because I don't know if it's because it's late or because My Hero Academia doesn't uh, elicit that kind of response from us. But man, I am. I don't think we can justify an entire My Hero Academia episode. I don't think so. I think My Hero has a lot to talk about, but a little bit of a different thing than, I mean, it's just, I feel like the, the content itself is just going to be a, like slightly different than like JJK. We can't talk about fights or you know, specific things like, I don't know. Like, what do you want? Because I talked about, like, what I want. What do you want from these characters at the end of the series? How do you want their, their stories to be resolved? I don't even know. I haven't really given it much thought, which is super strange to say out loud. Because I never really envisioned My Hero Academia beyond the academia part. Like, it was kind of, to me, set up in a very uh big three like the story's gonna take years to finish kind of way where you have to watch these people grow up you know after a time skip like to to basically be the greatest heroes right but my academia is progressing a lot quicker than i think even horikoshi predicted and i mean like in story right like in the real world it's pacing is a whole other issue but i meant like within the chronological time in the story it's only been like less than two years so i never really expected it to just enter the war arc while deku was like a sophomore in high school i, I don't know like it never occurred to me like I'm, I'm having trouble believing it's the end shonen i guess i guess i'm just in denial i mean like most war arcs happen when they'd be really young blood war arc happened when ichigo was a sophomore maybe a junior okay. no no, no no but Shibuya okay first happened. yuji's a freshman hear me out hear me out there's a few differences there one, Ichigo as, like, a 16-year-old looks so different from Deku as a 16-year-old, which is just really funny, because, like, Ichigo's really built different, dude. He's, like, like he looks, like, 6'3". He's fucking uh, jacked to all hell. Like, like he's really, like, like he, he looks more like a grown-ass man than, like, you know what I mean? Um, I definitely don't get that vibe from him, but he, I guess he looks older than Deku. But, I mean, my the point I'm making is just... It's a shonen. Like, I'd be more surprised if I know, I know, I know. if they weren't in high school fighting. Like, it'd just be... My whole thing is just, with Ichigo, his progression was way more rapid than Deku's is. Because Deku still has, like, 
20-30% control of his overall powers. And by the time the Thousand Year Blood War arc came, uh, Ichigo was like the third, fourth strongest being in his verse. You know what I mean? Like there's a massive difference there. I get what you mean. And with Yuji and Megami and all that, like first of all, Shibuya wasn't really the big war arc in retrospect. Like not the, I don't even really think the Cullen Games is the big war arc if we're being honest. There's still like, first of all, first of all, just to address this really quickly, there's no like progression in JJK powers. You know what I mean? Like, like you're more or less kind of hard set with the powers you have, uh, generally speaking, like as a sorcerer in JJK. So like you, you don't like a time skip would be useless. Like Yuji would just, Yuji's basically just kind of unlocking the rest of his potential that's only bottlenecked by his lack of experience with like cursed energy because he just started fairly recently right but fundamentally his potential has like a hard hard limit and that's not that's not including like the sukuna story aspect of it but like, like that's that is where i see the difference in like jjk and bleach for example um if you want to take it from like a different perspective like like Asta's Asta and Black Clover's war, war arc is happening right mm. now. I you know what, dude? I don't even God talking about Black Clover just drains the hell out of me. Okay, Black Clover is like so fun, but it's really frustrating that none of them die because it kind of makes the fights really predictable. It makes the arcs really predictable. Um, I'm sorry, I, I lost my train of thought here. I need you to like reel me back in. Dude. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I had no idea where you're going with it because I feel like I feel I, like the I just forgot the general like scope because you were making a, a kind of an argument about like okay Ichigo is different because he can get a lot stronger and things like that but like I don't know I feel like JJK characters can do that too though I mean hard limits are things that I think are Im are imposed by like a technique and then by like your own imagination and mental abilities I think but no no but there's the eighty twenty rule sure but what is that like? Like the, that, but that refers to curse technique, which is fine. No, it does not refer to like overall skill as a sorcerer. Mm, it just literally says that like techniques are eighty percent intrins intrinsic and twenty percent like you can learn them. Meaning like basic shikigami, you can learn. Um, you can learn how to like bring down barriers. Um, oh, like that. okay. I mean, I guess, I guess that's cool, dude. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm. My Academia's power system is just literally physical traits, and they're not really obeyed like that. Like, okay, do you want to get into the weeds with power systems in in any manga? Sure. Like, are you willing to have that conversation? Sure. Okay, broadly speaking, a good power system can elevate a series from like a six to an eight, in my opinion, if it's constantly and religiously obeyed in the story. That is that is my that is my uh that is my take. I've never seen a power system that elevates a series. I feel like that much, but I, I do get the general point. Called Hunter Hunter. I mean, but is, you know, let's not let's is, not pull I that mean, thread. I don't think. Never mind. Let me not. Let me not. Let me not. Because I'm not trying to get flamed on yeah, the podcast. It, I'm gonna just say this real quick. I'm not gonna extrapolate or anything. Nen is not as good as people make it seem. I'll leave it at that. It literally it's, is it's, the second greatest. It's, it's the, not, the second greatest power it's system ever. Not that ever good. Made. Listen, I'm, I, listen. I'm gonna say this. Or first. No, it's not that mm -hmm. good. It's fine. It's cool. But, like, people, I guess I am extrapolating on it. People like to think that complexity just makes it good. Like, no, dude, it's not interesting. Like, it's kind of boring. It's, to me... Dude, you literally do not understand Hunter Oh, Hunter. fuck. God, dude. That argument is so fucking <laughs> gross. 
You just you disagree, God, you disagree love, with me. You just don't get it. You, you, you read harder. Um. Yeah, I get it. But bro, bro uh, another comment I got. Bro, you're literally illiterate. You didn't read it. You read the wiki. L. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know anything about Hunter Hunter, obviously. But I mean, the my my general point is Nen isn't that good. Um, it definitely didn't elevate Hunter Hunter to like from a you know a six to a nine or anything. But I, I do get the point. Uh, power systems are pr very important in a um, like battle shonen or battle manga in general. Like, ugh. the main reason is when a power system is not obeyed in its own story, what ends up happening is that it breaks your immersion in that story. Good example. If let's say for let's say for instance, Chad was able to knock out Ichigo in a serious fight, it would break your immersion in Bleach. Sure, but that's not a power system thing. It's more of like a scaling problem. It's part of the power system. Like 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 power system is kind of all encompassing here. Um, um, I mean, it'd be a problem if you give if you gave both of them Nen and and Chad knocked out Ichigo. It's a problem of like he shouldn't be this strong because the scaling says otherwise. It's it's more of an inconsistency, right? There's no like, there's no reason that Chad's Rayatsu can't be stronger than Ichigo's, right? It's just the issue is it's inconsistent with what we've been shown, right? It's more of an inconsistent. Yes, but I actually disagree. I, like fundamentally, Chad can never be in a realm where he's able to harm Ichigo. He can't. He like, can't because of the narrative. But like, there's no power system reason he can't. Like, there's no there's no inverse explanation yeah, that he can't. His Ryatsu is not in the same ballpark. But, okay, that's fine, I think. Like, people's Ryatsu no, like, increases the whole with point... training, so that doesn't doesn't matter. So, you know what? I think your thesis is give it, like, 100 years, then he'll be able to, like, seriously fight with Ichigo. I don't even want to pull that thread. But let me phrase it differently, right? A good power system will address something like... This is just an example, right? We can have a full conversation about this if you want, but, like, just for the sake of the, of making my argument, this is just an example, okay. all right? If Chad is able to harm Ichigo, and Ichigo is able to harm Yuwatch, Chad can therefore harm and then contend with Yuwatch. What's the point you're making? Like, that a good power system would allow that? The point I'm trying to make is that that is a bad power system because it, it, it starts off, like, terrible. Like, like Chad shouldn't be in the position to even do that first thing for this conversation. Like, how do I say this? The fact that that transitive property can then scale Chad to you watch is inherently terrible, right? The fact that Kubo doesn't do that means he obeys, mostly, he obeys his own power system. So, like, therefore, it is a good power system. I think you're conflating what a power system is to like what general power consistency is in a series. Like, no, because they're they're part of the same thing. They're not though, because we it's know like, you can increase. So, like, let me give you let me give you an inverse, like a very quick inverse reason. Chad could like theoretically, right, become strong enough to like beat up Ichigo, right? So, Aizen is so okay. strong at one point in the um in in like Fake Karakura Town, right, where his his um. His fucking Ryatsu is transcendent to Hollows and Shinigami, right? He's so powerful, right? Other people can't sense him, right? That's how strong he is, right? Ichigo right. goes in the Dawn mm -hmm. guy. He trains for what is it, three months, right? Comes out mm -hmm. and bullies that Aizen in three months of training. This is I'm talking pre Mugetsu, right? Because Mugetsu is a different power, right? Don guy Ichigo is literally just give Ichigo three months of intense training and that's how strong he can get, right? So Ichigo in three months can become transcendent to Hollows and Shinigami, right? There's no 
like there's no logical inconsistency with soul reapers or or spiritual beings being able to in, like drastically increase their power in very short amount of time like it's happened before it's a consistent thing ichigo right we'll take i'll just use ichigo again super simply he goes from being like fucking ikaku level right a, a third seed and there's no disrespect to ikaku but like ikaku's trash in comparison to others right he goes from a kaku level right especially as yep. captain he goes from ikaku level to fucking biaki like he could have slit biaki's throat in once and like the fight is longer because of ichigo's character but he literally could have beat biaki without any damage if he went bankai yes. from the start literally blitzed him and cut his throat he could have won with literally no exaggeration zero damage right and he, and he went from that in the span of at most like two or three weeks like two or three weeks is i'm just giving extra time right these characters have been training yes. for thousands of years right these are these are like mm -hmm. millennial like these beings have existed for longer than like people can conceptualize right but ichigo is able to get this strong in months there's no reason that this power system like would make it so chad can't it's a narrative thing right you could say oh you know chad doesn't have this potential but that's not a power system reason that's his own like that's his own limitations or whatever but even then we've seen bleach you can break that shit because once again becoming transcendent mean like these limits that hollow and shinigami have they don't apply to you anymore because you broke them well ichigo can do that through training so it's not like chad becoming super strong is inconsistent with the power system but if chad pulled up to ichigo knocked him out and then didn't go to fight yuha right that would be weird because it's showing inconsistencies like the inconsistency is ichigo you go one shots or, or ichigo gets beat up by kenpachi right kenpachi then right. loses to chad and we're talking straight power here if chad loses to ichigo okay. that's bad not because of the power system but because it's inconsistent because those things don't they don't reconcile properly right ichigo is weaker than kenpachi and kenpachi is weaker than chad then there's no possible way if it's just about strength Chad should be weaker than Ichigo. So it's an inconsistency thing. It's not a power system thing. Bleach's power system allows for you to yeah. get like exponentially stronger in a couple of days. No, dude, I'm I'm sorry. Like this is just this is just wrong because like I have objective evidence to show you can grow exponentially stronger within a short amount of time, right? You have no evidence to show Chad can't do the same thing. So you just don't have an argument. That's what I'm saying. Yes, so, I okay, do. Give me, give because me Chad was training, bro. Literally, literally, Chad had like three different trainings, like off screen. He did get stronger, but it wasn't a as exponential as it was with Ichigo. But there are canonical reasons why what it was so that? explosive for Ichigo. Chief being that he is a very, very, very special, very rare being. So like sure. his, I, I, won't, I won't use like, Ichigo. He's I'll still a different character who's not stated to be like this, like this super powerful hybrid, right? Renji goes from mm -hmm. being shat on by like like stern ritter fodder to being able to be like this actually threatening like you know it's kind of a meme haha renji's like weak as fuck or whatever but like renji after yes. his training up at, at the like the soul palace gets super strong right rukia because here's the thing rukia over the span of bleach right is like lieutenant level throughout most of it right then she gets one sure. special thing of training she comes back down and she can beat up the person that Bianchia got like bullied by, right? So all, yes. it, all that matters, right, is specific training. There's some training that is just 
shown to be more efficient, right? Ichigo, as the main character, gets more efficient training than Chad does. Chad doesn't get to train with Urahara the same way that Ichigo does. Chad doesn't go up to the Soul Palace to train for the same amount of time Ichigo does, right? Chad does not get the Dongai training that Ichigo does, right? So sure, there's reasons Ichigo becomes stronger, but the reason is just he gets to train more with better people than Chad does. Chad simply doesn't do those things, which is a canonical reason as to why he doesn't get as strong, right? But there's no power system reason that, like, Chad can't get that strong because we see that several other characters in the series, like Orihime can become, she can go from like, even if we, we talk for the entire span of Bleach, right? She goes from being regular hollow level at the beginning of the series, right? Regular hollow level, like regular hollows beat her up and she almost dies from them to, I don't know, how long does Bleach take place over? Like a year? I'm not sure. To being yeah. fast enough to react to the literal god of the series like i don't i don't get how you don't think these characters can make exponential leaps and bounds in power speed and riatsu just by training and existing right but my i i'm literally saying like that like i'm not i didn't say that you're saying like, chad can't though and i'm saying that's not the case we have objective evidence to show it's not Okay, fine. Let me revise my statement. Chad can't, as it stands right now, where everybody is positioned, right? Like, currently, right now, he just Why can't, can't do he? that. What evidence do you have to show he can't? Like, as they are right now, and, like, stat-wise or, like, time-wise, current Chad cannot beat current Ichigo. Sure, I, I, I never disagreed with that. I think that's fairly obvious. Right, yeah. So, for me, it wasn't, like, that wasn't, that needed, that didn't need to be said. So... When I say, oh, like, Chad can't beat Ichigo, I, it's, like, implied that that's, like, those are the conditions I mean it under. Sure, you can make the argument that, like, with eventual, like, high-level training, Chad could theoretically get to a level where he's able to contend with Ichigo, but I would push back on it for a few very specific like story points namely that chad is very limited by him being a a full bringer and b human b not being a uh, uh not being able to reach as much of his full potential outside of like uh um fuck what's it called hueco mundo because like his the full bringer side is like amped by being in there apparently and c because ichigo is just like he has more varied attacks like like there's very specific reasons i can i can disagree with like specifically that matchup being like a non-starter however the point i'm trying to make is that despite however like many hoops you want to jump through chad if chad trains to beat ichigo after like and here's my take right like 300 years or, so, or like 30 years something crazy like that like really harsh intense training for a long period of time for a being like chad who is not a soul reaper and be a soul reaper of like lieutenant level minimum and it's shown that lieutenants are really only lieutenants based off of like lack of experience or lack of like inherent like natural power at the start but like ikaku has like a bankai and it's fucking ikaku right he's not even like he's barely like uh, a vice captain level like mm -hmm. barely and that's just like and he trains like a motherfucker like like ikaku is like a straight up like but mentor you know chad to, at the end of the other, series would like beat up everybody in like the soul society arc right like you know chad's way stronger than that not the captain would be he would he would one shot mm -hmm. Bianchia. he would one shot maybe not shinsui because shinsui doesn't are... like bro are you crazy right now you, like what the what fuck are you talking about like Chad gets. What are you talking about, Chad? Chad, by the end of the series, would one shot them. Yes. 
Are you serious? Like, are you fucking okay, with me? Let me put it like this, right? You know those um those Riveron okay. Espada, right? Like the the guy who mm -hmm. calls like uh, Ichigo Nino all the time, right? Nino, so yeah. The Riveron Espada are like all relative because they're all like fallen Espada, right? They're all like failures right. that are like not able to be in top ten, right? So Ichigo right. fights that Riveron Espada and he cannot beat him in Bonkai, right? He's like, dude. He's like, yeah. I can't do it, right? I, I don't know why I can't beat this guy. He's fighting him, he's fighting him, he's fighting him, right? And he's like, okay, I have to holify for a second in order to beat him, right? So we can, we can, can we agree that Previron Espada are like this Bonkai Ichigo level? At least Bonkai. Fresh, fresh Bonkai Ichigo level. It, like he just I'm, got No, it. a more matured Bonkai Ichigo than the one that fought Byakuya. So a more seasoned Ichigo. By like... By like a few that's months fine it's still like it's still a more seasoned yeah. ichigo even if we say they're just the same yes. okay. right chad then goes on to like he like evolves the arm thing he's like yeah i have the arm of the devil and then one shots his um right. his pre-verona spada right so if we agree pre-verona okay. spada equal bonkai ichigo and chad is like one shotting his pre-verona spada after evolving and you just have chad over 90 percent of soul society characters you can you can disagree like okay he's not stronger than aizen sure yamamoto sure but like he's one-shotting most care like he's beating up biakia very easily because biakia we already agreed if ichigo took it seriously and wasn't himself like if he if he basically wasn't as like you know you forget that Byakuya also had a power-up of his own, to the point where, like, fight refighting as not was just You're, not... Did you, it wait, hold on. Maybe, time. Maybe, you mis maybe you misunderstood me. I'm saying Chad would beat up, like... You were saying he's not even lieutenant level, right? And I thought you were talking about, like, the lieutenants when we're introduced to them. So what... No, I, I am always speaking in, like, present tense of, like, the most recent chapter. So, like, the Hell Arc or... You, you don't know because we haven't really seen his feats in the hell okay. arc so i'm gonna like to the last uh chapter of of bleach okay sure um okay i was i was making a completely different argument then okay yeah because like that's where i'm always coming from right like it doesn't matter like all these characters kind of train at the same time anyway so the scale is never really broken like the like first of all the rate in which they are all able to develop is kind of more or less set like uh renji will always be able to progress faster and more uh efficiently with bigger boosts than chad ever will in the same amount of time i think that's that's a fair argument right there oh, are you asking um i don't know yeah i don't think they ever get comparable training like who does chad train with fucking renji dude <laughs> he trains with so he trains with fodder of course he's not getting strong renji trains with like soul palace renji also got stronger but like okay fine let's not even pull that thread whatever the fact that like dude I i'm sorry it just i didn't expect you to take a fucking pro chad uh take Listen, here like chad this is, is ass but what what the the point you're making doesn't make very much sense right what i'm saying is chad beating ichigo sucks not because of a power system thing you can justify chad becoming stronger than ichigo but you would literally need Ichigo yep. to like sit right. on his ass for like years on end for Chad to catch that's up. That's not true. That's such like that's such a weird argument because we know that these characters, even if you're not super powerful, right, can evolve to be so much more powerful that they would one shot and blitz their old selves, right? Like Orihime, a someone with full brain powers that is a human that is like 
probably has less potential for growth than Chad just because of her demeanor, right? She grows within the span of a year, maybe two, from once again, hollow level to being able to react to and block attacks from Yuha. Now, I'm not saying she's equal to Yuha, right? But Yuha breathing wrong would split a hollow in half. So Orhime being able to react to and block attacks that like true Shikai Ichigo was kind of like nervous for, like he was like, damn, thank, thanks Orhime, thanks for the save. Like that, that was kind of wild, right? Okay. That. Do you remember in our Bleach episode when uh, we were like, could Rukia survive Aizen's uh, Ryatsu like unleashed? And we basically came to the consensus that it was kind of hit or miss depending on uh, like how seriously Aizen was really taking it. Sure. Okay, so here's my here's my question, right? We know fundamentally you cannot do shit to the other person if you are not able to contend or, or like be in the same ballpark of Ryatsu that they are, correct? Sure, yes. So, my question is, is this, like, are you saying Urihime's speed feat is, like, impressive because it's Yuha, or are you saying it's impressive because, like, he he has to, like, think about breaking it actively? Like, like, I, I'll put it like this, right? I'll put it like this. Even if we disregard Yuha... Like, could she survive? Like, what, I'll put it like this, right? Ichigo was having trouble right? reacting to these things. Like, Orihime was able to put up a shield before Ichigo was able to block it himself in some of these instances, right? So even if you say Yuha was holding back, it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. She's scaling to true Shikai Ichigo in terms of speed and ability to block, right? So, once again, disregard Yuha for a second. She is blocking attacks that true Shikai Ichigo is getting kind of, like, he's like, damn, like, I I'm getting kind of beat up by this. I can't really react all that well. Like, while I, while I hone my powers even further, I need you to assist me, Orihime, right? That's what that is. Ichigo was taking damage from these attacks that Orihime is able to, like, block and react to, right? This happened within, so she went from, let's ignore Yuhan, like I said, she went from base hollow level to, like, in a similar ballpark of, like, because she's not a very offensive fighter, so comparing her offensively to Ichigo is dumb, but she's able to, like, have similar potency of abilities as true Shikai Ichigo over the span of a year. I don't know why it's, like, this this weird thing to think that Chad could go from... Because Chad's already starting at a much higher level than Orihime starting, or Orihime started, right? And he's also... is Like, I don't know why it's so difficult to think that, hey, Chad could just do what literally every other Bleach character is shown to be able to do, which is advance very rapidly under the proper conditions. Because your arguments before were, okay... Chad's a human, right? And Chad's like a full bringer. Or he has like full bringer powers. So like that's probably why. But that doesn't excuse characters like um like I like I said, Orhime. Like Ginjo in the light novels, right? Has this statement of like him being able to release like the most powerful Gedzuga Tensho in the verse. Like he's just these humans don't have these like super hard limiters that you're like applying to them, right? They have like just provably the, a similar potential. Like Think about it like this, Quincy's are humans. <laughs> like Quincy's are humans. They're just spiritually awakened humans. It's not like human beings just can't grow and evolve very quickly like Ichigo is shown to be able to. I'm sorry, I just don't buy that this is the same rate of progression. Like there is no way that like uh, Chad's rate is Renji's rate is Ichigo's rate. I get it, like, but I'm, I'm, if in, you were I'm literally like, not using Ichigo's. I'm saying. 
Give me a reason like Chad's can't be at the same level as Orihime, a non-combat, a fighter who actively like attempts not to get into conflict, right? What's the what's the reason he can't grow at that same rate? Given I'm saying he can, like like Orihime and Chad are just they're human. They're like in a separate category. That's the po point I'm trying to make, right? Like within Bleach, it's shown that like. Like, nobody progresses like Ichigo, and generally, if you want to talk about it from, like, a species perspective, Quincy's and um, uh, Soul Reapers, they have just, like, naturally better Quincy's progression humans. than humans. Like, Quincy's are humans. Like, they're not Soul Reapers. They're, hu they're spiritually awakened humans. That's what Quincy's are. are... Wait. Yes, are Quincy's, they? like, Uryu is a human being. Like, Quincy's are humans. Mm, sounds no wait what the fuck that doesn't make any what, sense what doesn't make sense to like they're they're all they're all uh uh what do you call it products of you of uh you watch oh, you gives them and... some abilities he's literally called the father of the quincy and like he said all quincy's like have their have his blood in them you should like later literally they're just they're just humans who can use Ryatsu, right they're very they're kind of similar in concept to Fullbringers, right they're just quince they're they're humans that like rather than like send them to hell or whatever they just up like erase them from existence something here like i feel like there's something here missing look we are going to go back and forth in circles like with the, dude we Literally cannot do bleach on this fucking. Well, okay. What I'm saying is, <laughs> like, like, one of these is not like what my stance is is not like a speculate a speculative thing. It's just a stance of what we've seen, right? So you you gave me like pushback on like, okay, Ichigo grew this fast because he's different. Sure, that's fine. I can accept that. That that is a reasonable pushback. I then returned with a human with full bringer power or full bringer like powers growing to Shikai Ichigo like true thousand year blood war arc shikai ichigo levels right or he may has done it if you want i can pull up the light novel statement where ginjo literally once again a human fullbringer right in the in you read the night wait you read the light i novels? have it offhand i have a statement because one of my friends was sending it to me to run it by me but that's neither here nor there okay or he has a statement where he fires off the most powerful gizuga tensho seen in the series i don't know why you think that they can't grow to that level. Or he may literally, like, unironically, or he may had a very similar pace of progression to Ichigo. He's almost, like, consistently been shown. Like, Ichigo's been kind of, like, keeping her away from the battles or whatever. But over, what is it, when, when Yuha starts fighting Ichigo. From chapter 1 to chapter 673, they both go from fodder human to being able to kind of contend with Yuha's um, Ryatsu with, like, some difficulty. Ichigo takes damage from it, and, and Orihime gets some pushback when she puts up her barrier or whatever, right? But they literally have a very similar level of progression. The main difference is Orihime is does not enjoy fighting and does not train. Literally, she doesn't train, I don't think. But Ichigo does. Dude, are you... Okay, Chad also trains. Are you willing to seriously sit here and tell me that, like, Chad, during the Thousand Year Blood War arc, could have landed and inflicted damage upon uh, you watch? I don't know. I don't know Chad scaling. I don't, I don't. I can't even tell you if or when Chad shows up in the arc. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Like the whole, but like the point I'm trying to make, it, like 
Sure, I will. I, I'll even concede to you that like they have been growing exponentially, and like the Thousand Year Blood War versions of them are just absolute fucking units compared to when the series started, right? Like, I'll even give you, I'll even give you this, right? If you were to take Fullbringer Chad, um, um, post uh, Thousand Year Blood War arc, or around that's the end of the series, right? And you were to put him like during the Arankar arc, I think honestly he could have folded Noidera. I, I am willing to give you that in terms of Chad power scaling, right? But the way you're coming across in this argument feels like you saying if you were to do that, but instead of Noidera, it was like Aizen pre-Hogyoku merger, Chad would have like one-shot him or something. Like it, it just, like Ch Chad just does, he's not built like that. There's no reason why he can't, like my argument is sure, I agree he's not that strong now, but what your initial point was and the point that I've been pushing back against the whole time is you said Chad could never be that strong because of the power system. And you said the power system would limit him from ever getting that strong. I don't disagree that Chad probably isn't that strong comparatively right now. I like literally have no qualms with that. What I'm saying is the idea that Chad could not get that strong or the power system, or if he did, the power system would be like inconsistent or broken. I just think is like, you can prove that that's not the case. Like, there this is the wildest art. Dude, I'm sorry. I just like, I cannot so, concede Chad scaling like that high. Cause it just, it just can't fucking. Why? Happen. Why? You know, I even, literally give you proof because, of humans, full bringers being able to do this and surpass or scale to what Ichigo can do. You literally are just arguing that it what, can't happen because it can't happen. I, I, what? Okay. What is scaling here? Like, are you, are you trying to imply just the fact that they're able to react and withstand Yuwacha's uh, reality? Like, that's, okay, fine. That's a flex, whatever. But, like, can they fight him? Like, in the same or way he may literally can? is, her, like, her abilities are purely defensive, right? She, that, that'd be like, can Ichigo heal to the way Orihime can? Fuck no, but that's not his power set, right? Like, no duh, Orihime can't fight you. Chad is literally a fighter, though. Like, he's actively a uh, fighter, right? and he's but not she's not an offensive shit. combatant, or she's not an offensive person. No, you're not, you're not getting it. You're not getting my point. You're not getting my point. What I'm saying is this, right? Chad, right now, like, we agree. Chad, right now, is not shit, right? What I'm saying, the only thing I disagree with what you're saying is, you saying he could never be that is baseless right I, there are more arguments for Fine. him having that ability to than there are for him not that is all i'm saying like currently we agree chad does not scale to yuha right chad does not scale to true shikaiichigo right i agree i right. disagree with the notion that the power system does not allow for chad to do so i think that is baseless at best and is implying to not be the case at worst. I think there is a preponderance of evidence on my side saying that Chad has that potential, whereas yours has no base. There's there's nothing to say yay or nay for your argument, but for mine, there is a lot of evidence to say that it is possible for someone like Chad. Are you willing to defend this point? Like, are you really willing to die on this hill? Yes, because I'm right. Like that, that's okay. Fine, get, get, dude. Say this shit on Twitter. I I want to see people's re replies to you. Like like, please, please tweet this with shit no out. Context. I, I want to see you defend. What, this what shit. do you mean with no? Like if I just say, hey guys, uh, Chad could be as strong as as you all. That means like you have to have the context of this conversation, or else I just sound like I'm fucking crazy, right? You could say anything out but of context. I will literally after dude after this podcast, I will clip this section dude, out. Like just that on. take. Do I have the access to like a Twitter fucking um? like live stream things i'll go on right now and like explain like i'll, I'll have a class session as to why chad could have gotten that strong 
<laughs> or we could continue this on there. Like I, I legitimately think there's just fine. We could do we could do like a Twitter Spaces sure, thing. Yeah. But like, how, do, how do we do like, that, dude? We are. I'll do we, that right now. Uh. Well, yeah. Okay. We'll 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 do that yeah. in a bit. But like, dude, this stun lock is like driving me crazy because it seems like we're just arguing in circles yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Fuck. something we'll have to have resolved on the space. Apparently, I guess we'll see. Um. Because like, dude, if we keep going down this right, this is going to be a three-hour podcast. I could already yeah. feel it. But yeah, I can see that. Um. Bro, no, you know, I mean, you know, no offense to you, you know, for for how heated this got. Yeah, uh, I hope we're still buddies. <laughs> of course. You know? I can we can get I can get like passionate about something without like being mad. It's just again, I'm right, you know. Sometimes it's hard when people won't accept you're right. Let's not go crazy. Um, um I can't believe this was supposed but, to be our fucking yeah. My Hero Academia episode I'm, and I'm, it ended up being like a fucking bleach. Hey, we gave we gave we gave My Hero a good fifty five minutes of content. I feel like that's good. Good. I'm ready to just kinda end this episode. Okay, right here. Here. We can do that. Um is there like anything else that you wanted to talk about before we not go? particularly yeah not really i feel like we kind of covered everything that i i think we wanted to we kind of talked about the ending um i guess shout out um i'll say to uh i i really do apologize if i butcher the name uh siva akil um akil for the like you know uh asking the question for us to to talk about my hero you know we got a good my hero semi episode in so i do i do hope you enjoyed yeah, sorry about the bleach stun lock near the end. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I I do hope you enjoyed the My Hero conversation. Shout out to you for real. But that's all.